Welcome, everyone, to this special edition of Your Week with St. Luke's. Um, this is Jen Stiles-Williams, and I am here with the amazing brother duos, local celebrities, Clay and Cliff Price, who are our local Theo Ed Orlando speakers. And I'm so excited that we get to talk to you guys about who you are, what you do, and a, just a little tidbit, just give them a little sneak peek um, at the end of this about what you're going to be talking about on Sunday night, this coming Sunday at four o'clock um, at Founders Hall, which you all, if you haven't got your tickets yet, make sure that you go to saint.lukes.org backslash Theo Ed, because um, you are not going to want to miss these two guys. So Cliff and Clay, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Who's going to start? Well, You're since I was born first, I guess I'll start first. And then five minutes later, Clay, you can, you can I'll talk. talk so. <laughs> it really won't be five minutes. Uh, so we are twins from a little town in the middle of Georgia called Wrightsville. And somehow we wound up in the big city of Orlando, uh, probably because we always loved Disney. And somehow we were able to make a career out of it. And through... All of our lives, music and theater have always been a huge passion for us, even though we as uh, young kids and teenagers and even a little bit in college, were not able to, to I, I guess, experience as much of that as we wanted to and be a part of it, um, how I guess most kids from a big town would be able to. Mm -hmm. So. To me, it is a blessing that we have been able to um, create what we've been able to create through the years uh, since we got to Orlando and have had the opportunity with uh, with our careers, with our huge uh, family now of of friends and uh, entertainers and just the, the amount of talent we've been able to be around and just absorb and um, help create beautiful art for the community. It's just been probably the biggest blessing of my life. I know. So I, Clay, no, go ahead. Agree. I mean, I mean, in, as Cliff said, we came from a very, very small town, grew up Southern Baptist, um, but where our love of the arts grew and cultured and expanded and, wasn't it started in church like I you know I grew up loving music in church and I I learned how to read music by looking at a hymn book um, yes oh my gosh you just made so many people happy I mean, I mean like I was me and Cliff both were baritones like yeah I, I sang alto usually because I just I learned to sing guys. harmony parts by looking at the alto part so but yeah yep. so but you know what we got to do in our little small town um, was nothing short of a, a miracle. We had the best choir youth director anyone could have asked for. And he saw something in us and he, he helped grow our, our love of the arts and music and uh, in moving, you know, to Athens where we went to school at Georgia that kept Go growing. Dogs. Go, dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. And, uh, and then, you know, from there, we both wound up at Disney. We always knew we were, our dad always knew we were going to. So, and then we've met such wonderful, talented people. And I will always say Orlando has the best talent in the world here. Absolutely. Like, and, and the most 
giving giving talent. people that you will ever meet and through the things we've been able to do throughout the years especially you know we'll, we'll talk a little bit about encore this little group yes. that we started 20 almost 22 years ago now um and has uh started with these little humble beginnings and grown into a, a wonderful nonprofit where we just have an amazing family that loves to just give back to the community and that is something that I never take for granted, especially after COVID and things being taken away from us. Uh, I keep saying, I don't ever want that to happen again. So, um, so I will keep doing as much as I can and giving back as much as I can. And, you know, the arts do so much for people, but I think one of the biggest thing it does is it helps heal. Um, You know, it it helps you, you cope with lots of things that go on through your life. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a great public speaker. I prefer to stand in front of a choir and just wave my arms around, um, (laughs) uh, or orchestra too. So, um, but you know, a lot of us express ourselves better and more easily through the arts and, um, to be able to do that at a church at such an early age, and then just make a career out of it is, is a blessing and you know I wouldn't give it up for anything in the world no and and to add on to what Clay said about you know music and theater and helping heal it also helps you learn who you are as a person and you know growing up where we grew up um at the time we grew up we weren't truly allowed to be who we were and again we'll talk more about that but um music and 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 the arts helped us find that outlet um, to express ourselves in a way that, you know, wasn't socially acceptable really at where we were at the time. And, you know, St. Luke's is, to me, it's, it's like the unicorn in Orlando and the beautiful unicorn that it is, it, it allows everyone to be who they are you know, and with, with no, no explanation, like you just be who you are, love who you want to love. And it's, it's an amazing thing. If I, I, you know, I, I'll never, you know, be upset about where we grew up and how we grew up because it, you know, it made us who we are, you know, absolutely. We we would not be the, the men that we are today without our, our beginnings. But there is also, you know, you don't want to stick your head in the sand and just stay in that if you are given the opportunity through career, through church, through music, through arts, whatever it may be, to define your own path um, and don't let somebody tell you who they think you need to be. So it's, I'm, I, you know, I, I haven't been involved in church in a long time, but I always say, because I guess, you know, I'll always be Baptist, you know, (laughs) but St. Luke's is, you know, I would always, I I will always have them in my heart. And, you know, who knows, you know, maybe one day I'll be more than just a scenic designer there every now and then. That's right. You're a St. Luker no matter what. Hands down down a Luker. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I, am totally a Methodist now. I I love my Baptist roots, but. I, I now definitely... Clay, remember the Methodist always did get to, to lunch early before the Baptist did. did. So that, that was the big, that was a big thing in our hometown is like, 
who had the shortest sermon to get to the hometown restaurant for lunch first. It was always the Methodist. So I love it. I love it. So do tell me, what do you do with Disney? And what do you do in your careers? What are your job titles? Clay, you first. So I, I started first, actually. Uh, um, Cliff followed me down about a year later. So story. Uh, I started as a musician. Um, and then we uh, both were in characters for a long time, did tons of shows and parades. Uh, then I slowly got into production work, um, okay. doing production assistant, stage manager, the casting, all sorts of things. And 19 years into my career with Disney, I finally landed my dream job, which is what I always wanted, which was to be a music director and producer for the company. So that is where I'm at now in my going into my 26th year of working for Disney. Um, and I get to do really, really amazing stuff that I pinch myself every day that I wake up. I was like, how is this my job? Um, so I get to make music for the parks, um, and for a lot of cruise line projects. So um, 90% probably what I do now is, is Disney cruise line. And I get to see the world and, and make music and and make people you know feel all kinds of emotions through through our great disney catalog of music and it's it's the coolest job in the world so that's that's what i do now for a living and i don't think i'll change it for a while so <laughs> they won't right. let you Cliff? so similar to clay i so after i graduated college i had a, a degree in landscape architecture and worked in atlanta and you know thought I was going to be smart and, and stay away from my brother for a while. And that was probably the biggest mistake of my life because about a year and a half after he had moved to Orlando, first of all, he has always been my best friend, will always be my best friend. And, he, you know, I, I was like, well, I can go down to Orlando and do the same thing that I do here. Moved down to Orlando, got a job at Disney seasonally just so I could get in for the park tickets so I didn't have to pay um but loved it and a little bit after being there maybe I guess maybe six or so months I was like you know what I'm going to take a break from my real job and go full-time um and see what it does for a year and 25 years later still there our wow. career paths at Disney have been very similar we were both entertainers we both went to Japan and performed there for a little bit we did most of the same shows and parades and I went into production soon after and then went into stage management Stage management after that. And funny story, when Clay created Encore, which you will definitely hear more about on Sunday, yes. uh, he, we did our first show and he's like, I need a set design. And I was like, I never have designed a set really. So I did. And that kind of propelled me into a whole different way of looking at design and entertainment. And I just... After 22 years of designing shows for Encore, I, I realized that's where my true, true passion was. And it took almost, I'm going into my 25th year at Disney, and I just landed my dream job at Disney as an art director for Disney Live Entertainment, where I get to design some of the, the shows and parades and character meet and greets and uh, marathons and anything that entertainment touches at Disney. I can have a, a hand in designing whether it be the stage itself or graphics or you know even 
touching lighting, which the one of the first projects I got to do was last year working on the some of the lighting designs for the the patterns behind clay as he was conducting. So, you know, oh that's so cool. Yeah, it's it's kind of full circle that we always grew up loving Disney and then we got to actually create art together at Disney. So it's it's yeah. it's been a crazy wild ride and I am on it for for the rest <laughs> of my life, hopefully. Until they say you gotta go. So St. Lucas would know you too because Clay, you came in and worked with our orchestra when we did our uh gosh, what was that called? The Pops concert in twenty nineteen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, and then we have some things that we're going to be planning with you and Encore in the 2024 year, right? Yes. And then Cliff, you designed was Steel Magnolias set. Steel Magnolias was the first, the and first. that was right right when COVID started, so we had to cut the run short. But that was my first um, introduction into St. Luke's. So right, thank and you then you did house. I know. So we had that incredible house you built, which I kind of wanted to live in um, for the rest too. of my life. It was so beautiful. Um, and then you did the Oliver set too, right? Oliver set, yes. Okay. And then I've also got to help uh, Ben Adams, great St. Luker, um, help right? um, with the attic, uh, the children's space upstairs. Oh, that's right. You helped make the tree house with us. That's Absolutely. right. Oh, and and during COVID, I got to help design twelve the 12th Oh, that's right. You were a part of 12, 12 days, which 12. people still want to come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my, my um career at St. Luke's and that's I'm incredible. ready and for then, more. And then of course, people will also know you from Clay from Candlelight, right? Cause you're a part of that too. Yep. And, and Encore, tell us a little bit about what Encore is. So Encore started um, back in 2002. Um, Disney used to, uh, they or they still have cast clubs. And so um, anybody could kind of create one based on, you know, what the interest was. We decided to start a, you know, a, a choir and orchestra program. Um, and this all kind of started, me and Cliff both were at the Hunchback Show at the studios. We performed there for a long time. And we, the cast, it's so good. I miss it. Um, twin gypsies. Yeah. Twin Keep gypsies. <laughs> yeah. So, but so we, that it, it started basically as an idea we had in the green room and we, we were, I would say we were bored at work, but we wanted to, you know, you do the same show six times a day, five days a week. Right. You get a little stir crazy sometimes. So we, you know, everybody there at that stage was so talented and, Right. We had just done a production of the musical Big River, which is my favorite musical of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had just watched this like Andrew Lloyd Webber 50th birthday gala celebration thing. I'm showing my age here, but that's fine. Um, and I had this idea of like, let's try to do something like this. And so we basically all our friends from entertainment mostly at the time we did have some from other you know like operations and attractions and things like that audition but it it started off real small we had like 40 in the choir some some dancers probably like 20 dancers and then like an orchestra of maybe nine or 12 somewhere along there and then it just it went off really well and everybody loved it and it just kept growing and growing and growing and our biggest concert we did was, I think, 2010. 
which was a Disney concert at the World Show Place, which used to be the Millennium Village over at Epcot. Yep. And we had 400 in the choir and 102 in the orchestra, 60 dancers, a flag core of like 20 and 10 actors, narrators, and a partridge in a pear tree. So, wow. but uh, it was like an arena show. Like it, we had satellite stages all over the place and uh, the entire set uh, lit up at the end, like the Main Street Electrical Parade, like it was insane so that was our biggest then the bigger we got the more we got pushed out of venues because either new shows were opening up or or we just kind of outgrew where we were at and that kind of happened and then all of a sudden we get this announcement that dr phillips center is going to be built right so we decided that was going to be our charity for a couple of years because that was the other cool thing that i did forget to mention every year with encore we pick a different local central florida charity to donate all the proceeds to and so we decided you know let's partner with dr phillips um so they were our charity for two years and then now we get to perform there as well as other places but because of that and because we kind of got in inadvertently with no one's you know no one's own fault kind of pushed out of disney because we ran out of places to perform because so much more things were happening there that, and we needed the space. So we went the nonprofit route. So we decided to go officially nonprofit and now we perform at Dr. Phillips, other areas, but we still have that charitable component to the group. And, you know, we get to do, you know, full musicals now and, you know, concerts and, all sorts of stuff. So, and now we're hopefully going to develop this new partnership at St. Luke's and yeah. do lots of wonderful things. And so excited. Um, I, I'm very excited about this partnership. So, um, you know, I've been talking with Melissa and Bradley a lot. Yeah. Um, so one of the concerts we're hoping to do next year is been a real passion project of mine for probably almost a decade now that I've been trying to put together. And with, the wonderful help of St. Luke's, we're going to, you know, make it come to life. And I think everyone will love it. So, um, but, so that's, you know, that's Encore. And then, you know, I also get to do Candlelight at, at Walt Disney World, which is, you know, I, I first saw it, me and Cliff and our dad, and oh my gosh, that was the craziest road trip. And our, our two aunts, our dad, sisters, and our cousin <laughs> broke down uh, from Georgia to Christmas. Christmas we were we were coming down for our first time to ever uh, vacation at Disney during Christmas and we walked in to the Magic Kingdom walked mm. through the train station and we turned when it around was still at the Magic Kingdom yeah so Magic Kingdom so that would have been 1990 um yep. I don't know so long ago and and we saw all this ridiculous setup we were like what is this and we found out it was the show called Candlelight and so it was probably starting in like maybe half an hour or something like that. So because we got there late in the afternoon. So we decided to just find a, you know, park bench and we sat there and watched it. Um, probably wasn't a park bench. I'm sure we stood on the corner by the Emporium or something. But I saw this amazing concert and I thought, you know, that that would be really cool to do one day. And now I get to stand up there in front of all these amazing musicians and singers and like I I cry every show I do just because it's it's like one of those core memories that you 
you get. And, yeah. and I'm, my dad got to see me conduct it. And I know, you know, he's up there very, very proud looking yep. down at mom too. So it just, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, it, it changed my life back then, but I didn't know how it changed my life. That's um, awesome. so, and, uh, so it's, it will always be a very special show to me and to so many in this area, because it's absolutely, absolutely. And, and the fact that we still get to tell that story at Epcot, yep. uh, is a blessing and, um, you know, I hope it will never, ever go away. Yep. So. All right. So here's the big reveal. We all want to know you are our local celebrities talking at Theo <laughs> Ed. So what's the title of the talk of Clay and Cliff Price's life? You want to say it, Cliff, or you want me to? You go, go for it. So the, our, our title is Growing Up Different in a Small Town. It's really about how we grew up in this really small Southern town, growing up in church, being you know, very active in church, being active in music and arts, but also not really being able to be our true selves. Knowing that you were different and not being able to express that. And honestly, not even knowing what that difference was at that time. And, you know, it wasn't talked about and you had to hide a lot of who you were or fight who you were. So there was, you know, an internal struggle going on and being so involved in such a loving, you know, environment, pushing out love to the community through song, through, through praise, through worship, whatever, but still having to keep a little bit or a lot of yourself to yourself. Yeah. So. And, and you know, it, it, it was hard, but we had a lot of wonderful people along our lives that recognized things in us that we didn't see couldn't see or had to hide and then as we got older you know learned it's okay to be different Mm -hmm. it's okay to be different because if you if you have a good heart and you love and you show love you're going to be loved in return. So because yeah. God made you exactly who you are. Exactly. Yes. yes. You know, I'm you know, and it's funny you say that because I say, I say that a lot because, you know, people ask, they're like, well, how did you know? When did you know? Or it's like, oh, is it because you moved to Orlando and you were around it more? I was like, no, I was like, this is, we were always this and we've always known it. We just couldn't be who we were because of where we grew up. And they're like, oh, it's it's not that. I was like, no, I was like, coming from where we came from. And I know a lot of um, kids going through this now, they're like, you know, they would have never put themselves in a situation for all of the the hurt that you can see from from others, from just the internal struggles that you have. No one would put themselves in that situation. It is, we were born this way, right. hands down. And, you know, it's, I'm glad we can now be our true selves and and just show people that, like Clay said, you can be who you are and just show love no matter what and be loved and and just spread it out in the world. It's the, it's what the world needs more of. Right. I think somebody it should write a song. Your act. 
So I am so glad that you're talking about this because our LGBTQ community needs to hear that the church has caused harm, but also can also by letting people live into their giftedness, by letting them be authentic, give healing. Cause that's all God wanted. That's the whole purpose of Absolutely. this thing called faith was to bring people to wholeness, integration yeah. of who they are, and then to be purposeful about how they live their lives with their skills and talents that God gave them. And, Absolutely. and you all are doing that in so many ways in your jobs but to tell your story and to be vulnerable and share that, um, yeah. I think will bring a lot of healing, especially for you to share it at a church. It's yeah, it's I think it's very important. Faith is always and will always be important to us, you know, and you don't have to you don't have to go to church every Sunday to show that you believe and right. that and and spread love and and faith out through the community. It's you know, it's to me, the older I get, the more. I believe you it's it's how you treat others as opposed to just living by a bunch of scripture that you know we and we all have seen how people can turn that to mean right. whatever they feel it should be and not its true meaning. Well, it's living by the ultimate scripture that Jesus said was the most important, which and and the Old Testament, our Old Testament faith says is is loving others as they as you want to be loved. And that's that's it. The bottom line, period. Wow. End of discussion. There's nothing else. Yeah. You know, and and how you choose to have your own personal relationship with God is your business. And you know, everybody does that differently and you know i think a lot of people are scared especially if you know they grew up knowing they were gay and they're they're afraid to to say in public i'm a christian i have a relationship with god because right. of some of the stigma that may have happened to them growing up and in some of that harm but you know a place like St. Luke's is so warm and so welcoming and so loving to everyone that it's a place that I know over the past few years has helped heal me even more. And, so and knowing that I can come to St. Luke's and, and say, I'm gay, but guess what? I'm a Christian too. You can be both. Yeah. Yeah. You can be yeah. both. A so. And, and I love, because I truly believe that, that, that art is sacred. It's the sacred story. I think everything about what God did to create us, to create the universe is, is sacred imagination and it's sacred art. And it's, and we're just living the different stories um, and the different chapters of this incredible, incredible production. You know, I, uh, uh, everyone teases me, my doctor, was about theater and and sacred imagination of theater and that uh as a theologian great theologian said that that god is the great playwright you know and 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 invites us on the stage to play out our part alongside the the main protagonist which we believe as christians it would be jesus um and and that's what it's all about and so i love the fact that you all believe that that art healed you 
um, and, and art is the way you express your faith even today. So we're so excited about you being with us. Can't wait to be there. Don't forget, if you want to be there and support Cliff and Clay, um, saint.lukes.org backslash theoed, or honestly just show up and we'll give you a seat and you'll get to meet not only them, but Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis from Middle Collegiate Church in New York City. She's an activist. She's a public theologian, anti-racist leader. Reverend Dr. Lydia Munoz, who is also a Methodist clergy, and she's going to be talking about how we create God in our image. We've got Dr. Luke Powery from Duke University. He's the Duke chaplain. We also have Brian McLaren, who was a pastor in the evangelical church, has left and is a an author, an activist as well. They're all going to be speaking about amazing things, and I can't wait for you all to hear it. So we'll see you then. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See you there.